They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing te technical difficulties. Please stand by. All right, welcome back. Episode 22 of Inside the Mind of D. Scott literally makes, I think, three to four episodes in a row where I got the name right of the podcast. You would think it would be something of second nature because I created it, but I seem to get it wrong. Uh, if you're listening, thank you so much. You can, you can share it. You can follow it, subscribe to it. That would be fantastic. Uh, got a guest on with me today. Um, bear with us. We are doing it over Zoom. We've been doing it on Zoom since, you know, I figured out, hey, we should do podcasts this way since I can't have people in the studio and talk to them. So my man D-Rock is in the building, kind of, sort of. He's at his own building, actually. What's up, man? There's buildings involved. How are you living, big bro? I'm, I'm living the dream over here in this quarantine life. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, we're slowly but surely getting back to it. So, but everything has been fine. It turns wow. out that uh, I've been preparing for social distancing and quarantining for years now so that I don't have to see yeah. people, which is great. I love it. <laughs> I'm the most like extroverted introvert I know. So this is like, I'm thriving right now. You're like, oh, you mean I don't have to see people and it's acceptable? Perfect. Yeah, it's like the, it's like I'm, the world is paying me to pray, to take depression naps every day and I cannot get enough of it. <laughs> uh, I would do that, but they got us working from home. So I think I've actually, when I took my lunch one day, took a nap, woke up just in time to punch back in. I was like, oh, I got to work. Uh, I'm sorry, man. They got you. They got the working class, the essential workers. I am so sorry, but they're like, they are, they're rocking you guys right now. And us, us on unemployment are just raking it in. No offense. <laughs> like I've been working since I was 14, so I totally deserve it. But like, whoa, I'm making more money now than I ever been. And I used to like do roofing under the table. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's no, crazy. It's it's been, it's been different. I mean, I'm, I'm under the assumption, although they are doing uh, construction at our office, we're getting like a whole new look in the office and they're moving us around and stuff like that. But I'm yeah. kind of under the assumption that some of us may not come back to the office because we don't necessarily need to, <laughs> which is okay, uh -huh. but it's okay, but it's not. Cause I do enjoy seeing people from time to time. Like, you know, interacting with other folks yeah the family is getting old yeah well i mean luck well for me my kids aren't with me all the time so it's just kind of like it, it works you know i see them i see them every couple of days and i'm like hey and then they leave and i was like oh okay oh nice <laughs> well, yo, that was he, he's nine still so i got him i got him every single day every moment of every single day so like yeah it I'm going to let that sink in for a second. So, like, <laughs> he doesn't knock before he just enters the room. It's just like, boom, hey, guys. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it's just the thing nightmares are made out of. And I love it. Like, Enjoying it. Oh, he's back. Don't you ever go away? He's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. I heard him in the background while we were talking. He's like, hey, Dad. And I was like, oh, God. Like, that <laughs> shiver comes up my spine. Like, yes. Anything, dude, you want a pixie stick? Do it. Have fun. All right, just don't snort it, man. Come on, you're nine. 
<laughs> Why do you know that that's a thing? Although, yeah. you know, I think that's yeah. just a child's Damn, curiosity. Yeah, it's, I, bl I blame YouTube for everything, man. What happened to this YouTube? <laughs> yeah, so how'd you learn to do that? I saw it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah you can't In watch it. In my generation, YouTube was just to look up Janet Jackson's Super Bowl plunders. Right. <laughs> That's, and yeah, that's true. Now all of a sudden, now you can get, it's funny how that's developed and now you just mm -hmm. kind of find everything on there and it's, it's, I'm like, man, there's, I will, although it's been beneficial because I had to go to a wedding. I think it was uh, Eddie Hernandez's wedding and I had to look up how to tie a tie. Yes. I also grew up without a dad, so I feel you on that one. <laughs> I love Eddie Hernandez. Oh, I miss that guy. Send him my love. Congratulations, Eddie Hernandez. The the I Filipino sensation, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Correct. Yes. Yeah, that's that's my boy. Yeah, his wedding was fun. Although it was like it was like a Sunday afternoon wedding. I'm like, what a bad day to have a wedding. Like, like I gotta work tomorrow, dude. I can't enjoy, you know, all the all the, 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 the Yeah. Well, I, I could a little bit, but it was like, I got to take it easy because yeah. you know, I got to get up in the morning and I'm getting older. So like the recovery time is like three days now as opposed to like half a day. It's insane. I don't drink anymore, D. Like between you and me, I learned my lesson when I was like, I don't know, 17. Mm -hmm. I, I, I drank like most of a bottle of Bacardi 151 and I didn't know what the numbers meant on it. And it was a bad, bad time, bro. I could see where that would be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and so now I just look at alcohol and I'm just like, eh, no, I'm good. I'm good. We when you're hungover for like three days straight, you're like, I don't need that in my life. Yeah, no, dude. I had a couple of cocktails with a buddy last night. We were drinking uh, bourbon old fashions and they were delicious. But, you know, waking up this morning, it was kind of like, hmm, because my mm. body naturally wakes up around like 6 6 15 and yep. it did that today thankfully i mean i went to bed relatively early last night so it was like not by choice um but it was like i woke up and i'm like yeah no we're not doing this yet and i went back to sleep and got up at like quarter to nine my liver wrote a letter to its congressman and said no no more <laughs> yeah, i do not agree with this we're not doing it so no. and i think I think we're going to try to get together. We've been doing uh, like Zoom happy hours pretty much since quarantine had started. It's like yeah. all the dads from the dance studio, a.k.a. we call ourselves the prop dads. So we all get together. We hang out on Zoom. We drink, you know, whatever it is of our choice. Uh, and now it's kind of like my one buddy's like, why don't we? He goes, I got a pretty big deck out back. Why don't we social distance? Because there's only like six of us. So we can stay apart from one another. Yeah. not be right on top of each other. And we're all just kind of like, that sounds great, man. But you know what's really awesome about Zoom meetings is we're home, we're drinking, we don't have to drive anywhere. Like all we have yeah. to do is not get so shitty that, you know, we drop our laptop on the way back in the house. <laughs> that's, no, that's perfect. Plus nobody can tell you're putting apple juice in it after a while. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, are you still, is that a, is that an IPA? I'm drinking an energy drink. I'm like, yeah, no, it's a new IPA. They all look the same. It's very flat. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I noticed that you got into uh, voice acting. How did that come about? Well, it's a funny story about that. I've been like an entertainer my whole life. Right. And then I realized that 
Um, one of my relatives on my dad's side, not like, again, I, my dad dipped out when I was four. So I don't really have much conversation with my dad's side, but like the relatives I do are very sweet. And I, I stay up to them with on uh, social media mm -hmm. and, uh, on my dad's side, like my dad's sister married some guy whose brother was a man by the name of Joe Alasky, rest in peace. And he was, a very very talented voice actor who did the voice of like plucky duck from tiny tune adventures and uh, oh yeah after mel mel banks died he did a bunch of uh warner brother voices uh i believe he was yosemite sam on the uh space jam movie and he did a lot of uh daffy duck and a bunch of other characters for the uh cartoons that they were still coming out with in the 90s and uh oh no uh, yeah, he was just a very talented dude. So I was kind of like, wow, it's in my blood. Let me try that. And, uh, you know, it's been going pretty well. I've been doing a lot of underground projects, a lot of uh, passion projects from people. We're just creative on YouTube. And it's honestly, the money's not really there, but I've been doing it for about a year now. And the passion is, and it's just super fun. I just love doing it. Nice. Yeah, you know, um, that like everything else, man, I think the money will come in time as long as you stick with it and if you enjoy doing it. Um, I think eventually you'll get there. I noticed, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people now, not necessarily voice acting, but doing voiceover work. There's a couple people here that do, like they do audio books, mm -hmm. which, which makes a world of sense considering, you know, we're coming from the radio world. So we're all used to using our voice for something. Uh, I've chosen a podcast as opposed to anything else. But, I, and they were like, well, you should try and, a, I don't have a home studio. B, it's like, well, I can't read that good, so I don't think an audio book is the best thing to do. <laughs> That's like, fair. Like, we can we can do it, but it's kind of like a lesson in you know someone that's a bad reader <laughs> reading the book. The per person listening to it, it could be like, this is kind of like me reading the book. This is how bad I read too. It's like ninth grade all over again when you're in the back of the class sweating and you're like noticing it's your turn coming up and you're like, oh, am I Mercutio? Am I Lestat? Like, who, who am I this time? Like, let me read a couple lines of it so I know. And then, and then they surprise you. They're like, okay, we're done for the day. You you're just like, had a panic yes! attack. <laughs> I hated that, dude. Like, when we were first starting to learn to read and you'd sit in class, whatever, you know, first, second, third grade, whatever it was, and it would do like the... Uh, classroom reading and you have to read out loud and everybody would have to take a turn. And I was like, all right, well, you guys just bear with me. This paragraph is going to take a good seven to eight minutes. So hang tight. You know what, brother, between you and me, communication is so amazing that, and writing may be a, a big part of it to some, but like me and you use our wit and our, our passion and our eloquency, if you will, our articulation to like really just come across with what we need. So like maybe we're not the best readers. We may not be the best writers, but like you know what, with the crazy neurons firing off inside our brain, we're allowed, we're able to get our message across clear enough. That's true. Although I do, uh, I've been told that I write well. I do a lot of like my blog posts and stuff like that, where it's like more uh, op-ed as opposed to anything else, and or just kind of like like when my stepdad passed away a few weeks ago, and and I wrote or two a week ago, yeah, a week and a half ago. Um, and I wrote up a piece about him or I wrote up a piece about my buddy's father who passed that I knew and was a major part of a lot of people I know's lives, uh, stuff like that. When my buddy Danny 
had passed away writing stuff. And they're like, you write so well. My mom's like, you should be a writer. I was like, yeah, but I'm, my vocabulary is very limited when it comes, like I can write well and I, mm-hmm. you know, I can use the tools that I've been given, but yeah. uh, it's kind of all the same words, just rearranged differently. <laughs> Yo, brother, I heard that if you could learn a hundred words in a different language, you'd be good to talk like 50% of the time in a normal conversation. So like really? the voice of the people may not be as eloquent as you think. And maybe your voice is exactly what they need. Maybe they just need those 500 words tossed around in a different way each time. But yo, as long as you got heart in it, people can feel that. And, you know, words can move people however you deliver them. That's, That's true. That's the beauty communication communication is both a science and an art look at you this is we're getting all deep and shit and like intelligent yeah of course bro i i love deep conversations man we could talk about the weather all day but like you know getting down to our brain being this magnificent computer that shooting off electrical impulses that perceives the world around us and lets us articulate it to our friends so they can experience it the best we can through our eyes that's communication right there Nice. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, I've had a conversation with my daughter. I don't know this kind of the same topic, but not. And it was like, we were both like outside and I'm like, you know, we're looking at the tree and I go, you do realize that that tree might look different to you than it does to me. And she's like, kind of trying to figure that out. And I'm like, you got to understand. I was like, we both been told that the leaves are green. So that's what color we think green is. I'm like, but your shade of green could be completely different than my shade of green that I'm seeing. Everything could be, I'm like, how to, how would I know? Because I'm, I can't look at it through your eyes and you can't look at it through my eyes. Yeah. And she was like, perspective is. And she, she was like seven or eight and she got it, but then, or no, maybe this is more recently. So she was probably like 11, maybe 12. Like she, like, like more recent. And she's still just kind of, kind of looking at me like, you know I'm a kid, right? Like, am I supposed to understand what you're saying? I was like, never mind. <laughs> well, now that she's a bit older, you tell her that the color green is the only color that the leaf is not because all other colors get absorbed into the leaf and green is the only one reflected back into our eyes. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah, that'll really confuse the shit out of me. Awesome. That's what I need to do. I should confuse her more. <laughs> the whole tree is perceived on the back of our eyeball upside down, but our brain corrects it the right way. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're not going to get that. Maybe when she gets a little bit older and then she'll be like, okay, that makes more sense. Now she's going to be like, dad, my dad's weird. Like he keeps, he keeps telling me stuff and I don't understand it at all. So I'll be like, that's all right. Cause I don't really understand what I'm saying either. I think I'm making it up. See my, my kid is too smart. He's like crazy smart. When he was two and a half, I taught him, the eight planets in the solar system, right? Because they took away Pluto. When okay. he was four and a half, he taught me the five dwarf planets in the solar system. Like, that's how smart my kid is. So I'm just trying to stay on his level. <laughs> you got to keep up, man. You got to keep up with what the kids are learning. Mine, both of mine are ridiculously smart in, like, the one my youngest wants to be a doctor. Uh, she's not sure what field she wants to get into, but she knows she wants to be a doctor. Uh, she said not, she doesn't want to be a surgeon. I know that. Cause she's like, I don't want to cut people open. I'm like, fair enough. Um, and my younger, my oldest wants to be a psychologist. So I'm like, great. Your college, you guys better get some sort of scholarships because college is going to be mad expensive. 
Oh, God. Yeah, you got to refinance the house a couple times, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm selling a kidney. I'm going to start selling blood, my own blood. Just not too much at a time so that I don't get lightheaded and pass out or die. <laughs> yeah, you <don't, laughs> yeah, you don't want to – yeah, you don't need to drop on them. No. Let's, let's hope that society is still the same way when they're grown up. You know what I mean? So that way, when, when they have their degree, they can pay those right off real quick. You know what I mean? Psychology right. people are going to need a lot of help after what goes on in the world. <laughs> that, is, that is true. I think uh, maybe the psychologist route is good. Kind of want to go, yeah. can you get there faster? People are going to need you very soon. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think capitalism is dying anytime soon. So doctors are still going to be making bank. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like. They're not going to socialize medicine in our lifetime. I mean, I don't know. We can all hope they can, but <laughs> I don't think so. It's too much profit. <laughs> yeah, and well, and I mean, I think you're always going to need some sort of doctor anyway to, you know, some sort of trained professional to make sure that you're taking the right stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or, or doing the right thing or getting the right diagnosis. So, I mean, no matter what, there will be a need for them. I just hope that, you know, and I know they both are like, uh, loving the fact that it can be a lucrative career. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I try not to get too caught up in uh, the love of money, although it helps to have it because, you know, when you want to buy stuff, you can't just like take it. Apparently, apparently that's frowned upon. Apparently stealing is frowned upon. Who knew? Ah, uh, you're not doing it the right way then. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Hood is a hero. He was a thief, right? What's that? I said Robin Hood was a hero. He was a thief, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he stole from the rich and gave to the poor. Yeah. One of my favorite, it's, it's funny, um, it's actually one of my favorite Disney movies is the animated version of that story. And, Where he's a fox, right? Yep. And we watched it. I made my youngest daughter watch it and because uh, we have Disney+. Plus. So I'm like, come on, we're going to watch Robin Hood. She's like, I don't want to do that. And like, she gave, <laughs> like, she's giving me this like pushback on it. And I was like, settle down, dude. So we're watching it. I'm like, I watch the stuff you want to watch. Like, you're going to watch the stuff I want to watch. Like, I didn't want to sit and watch The Little Mermaid, but I did. Um, yep. So we get done with it. And she goes, that was actually really cute, Daddy. I'm glad we watched that. I was like, see, I wouldn't steer you wrong and, like, make you watch some ridiculously – I'm like, first of all, why would I want to watch a bad movie? Like, I try not to do that. So she, uh, she liked it. It was, it was funny. And she was telling my older daughter, she's like, no, Daddy made me watch Robin Hood, and turns out it was really, really cute, and I thought it was going to suck. And I was like, see, you got to have more faith in me. Like, yeah, that's adorable. And it's those memories that last forever, like watching the Disney movie together. Dad picked this one. And then when she's a, you know, a mother someday, she's like, this is the one I watch with my dad. So I'm, you're going to watch it with me. Right. Our kids are going to be like, oh, it's not even virtual reality. What? <laughs> yeah, right. It's gonna, yeah, especially because uh, the Robin Hood version, the, the, the cartoon version of Robin Hood came out in like the early 80s, late 70s. So it's definitely, you know, um, it's not digital. It's not like the animated movies. Now, like with Toy Story, it looks a whole lot different than the cartoons we watched growing up. And so by the time my daughters have kids, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, People were drawing by hand. Ugh. Yeah, right. Like they didn't even have, they didn't use computers to do this. No, someone had to, a group of people had to get together and draw all of this. 
Ugh. No wonder why it looks terrible. <laughs> we were like, this is the epitome of art back then. You're like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> like Disney's winning like patents and like, uh, you know, Emmys for like <laughs> amazing different illustration designs and kids are just rolling their eyes. Ugh. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. That's disgusting. <laughs> so I had to I had to explain to Maddie, uh, my youngest, the other day, because the Disney is changing Splash Mountain at Disneyland and Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. because of the background story of what like what the ride is actually based on, Song of the South. Uh, dude, yes. I've been I've been going to Disney since I was like five. I had no idea about the story of Splash Mountain and the movie. Like none. I just knew that the song Zippity Doodah came from it. And then it was like, okay, well, we get in a log and we go. It's kind of like the, you know, the Desperado plunge in Lake George, but it's Disney and it's, it's, you know, awesome. it was, and it was fun, but I had no idea behind the story. And I like, I had to post that. I, I posted it on social the other day because I did a blog post about it. And it was like, I made sure that I said, like, I had no idea. Like, none. Yep. Super hot topic topic. right there. Yep. No, I remember 15. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a movie based off of that. You know what I mean? I just remember the stupid, goofy bears. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. The South was funny. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I remember of it. Let's go back to the ghost house again. You know what I mean? Like the haunted mansion. Right. But I did read somewhere else, and this is this is crazy. I don't know. Racism is terrible. But Splash Mountain got out like seventy percent of kidney stones and in infected patients. Just saying. So I ho- I hope they keep the same design of the ride. They are. They're they're actually all they're gonna do is reimagine. They, they have to reimagine it, but they have they're they're gonna turn it into a uh, Princess and the Frog ride. But it's still gonna be a log ride. It's still gonna have the drop at the end. It's just going to be. Uh, based on like New Orleans and the Bayou and stuff like that, as opposed to um, what it is now. The song of the South. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I had, like I said, and I've always sat there, like we go in there and I'm like, I don't know what this is. And like trying mm-hmm. to explain it. And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I have no idea where the idea of this ride came from, but I know there's a big drop at the end and we're going to get wet. That's all I know. Yeah, and it's Florida, and it's a bajillion degrees, and you just want to get wet. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like we're gonna be wet for like seven minutes, and then everything is gonna just dry because it's so hot out. So enjoy the seven minutes of wet clothing. Let's keep it real. Now that we're talking about it, I have like this unmitigated rage boiling inside of me that I wasted like six hours of my life waiting for a racist ride. You know what I mean? But the the like you said, the splash at the end was fantastic. But right. Great. <laughs> now I know. That's like six hours of my life. I could have been doing something awesome, like depression sleeping. <laughs> well, I guess that's one way to look at it. And then, but dude, like you think about it too. Like when we were kids, if we were there as as children, or even like my kids now being there, they don't know what that ride was based on. There was never any. Like I never heard any chatter about it. And I've talked to some people. They're like, Yeah, no, I do. I heard people talking about this and this, and I'm like, I didn't even know people were pissed off about that ride. <laughs> like, where, yeah, why, why didn't anybody tell me? What the? Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> like, like, how did I miss that? With all the stuff, you know, the the attention I pay to what's going on in Disney parks, I'm like, how is it that I missed that entire conversation 
And why was, how did it never pop up on my like social media feeds at all with shit that I may have clicked on stuff in the past and now I get stories about things. Like I get more articles about professional wrestling in my Facebook feed. And I'm like, I don't want to, Oh, what's this? And I read it, <laughs> which means I get more cause I clicked on it. So now it's like, Oh, he's into this. We're going to show him more of that. I'm like, I don't want to see more of that. I don't really care about it. And there's, you know, it's the worst though. Like when you're just having a conversation with somebody and you're just like, yeah, you know, it's awesome. Those Tide Pods, they're delicious. You know what I mean? You just say something stupid like that. And then the next week straight, it's just like, hey, enjoy your Tide Pods. Why don't you get this sale on Tide Pods? Walmart loves Tide Pods. Target's got these Tide Pods. And you're just like, yo, leave me alone. Like stop listening to me. Oh, the smart devices are all listening and paying attention, dude. It's weird. Yeah. Like really weird. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time looking at sneakers uh, and or buying sneakers. And that's one of the things that's constantly showing up in my feed is like, it's just a scroll, like a little scroll of sneakers that are on sale somewhere. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, <laughs> what are these? I'll buy those for 80 bucks. Hell yes. I click on it next, you know, like I said, now I'm getting more of it. I get footlocker ads all the time, but that's because, I spend my, like, that's kind of where I go to get my sneakers is Foot Locker. And uh, a new, new pair of Jordans dropped today. I got the email, and I was like, oh, let's check these out. And it was like three hours before the shoes are actually available. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not getting in line for this. I'm not going to spend $185 on these sneakers. They're nice, but I don't want to do that right now. Yeah, it's like, that's like an investment nowadays. And, like, people, I don't know, I, I mean, what you read about in the newspaper, right, there's, like, violence at some of the spots. Like, like oh, somebody stepped on my puma, so I stabbed him. Like, yo, that's. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you do know that they make cleaning stuff for sneakers now. You just yeah. clean it. Like, you'd be fine if yeah. you just. Which I'm like also. Make them lick the scuff off, you know what I mean? Like a gentleman. There you go. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I, that's the other crazy, like people getting violent over Jordans or not getting their Jordans and getting violent. And I'm like, they're sneakers, man. And they're going to be out again. Like, give it some time, let them restock and they'll have more. Settle down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Listen, they're, those little fingers aren't going to stop making them. You know what I mean? They're right. They're, you know, Nike yeah. is ancient Greek for victory and they are not losing. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, hell no, they're not. No, they're doing, they seem to be doing just fine. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, um, Apple too. Apple's making hand over fist money. Yeah, and it, which is people. It's crazy when I see people that are like completely into only Apple products. Like yeah. you know, people are like, oh, "I gotta have the iPhone, and I gotta have the MacBook, and it's got to be an iPad, and it's." Got, and I'm like, they like, but Samsung people are the same way. Samsung people are like. You know, Apple Apple iPhones suck. Samsung, yeah, Samsung. the Galaxy is the way to go. And I'm like, they're just phones. They all do the same shit, man. I don't know what to tell you. Right? Do they make calls? <laughs> right. Which I don't think anyone really cares at this point what their phone actually. It's all the other stuff their phone can do. It's got nothing to do with making a phone call anymore. Nope. I remember my first phone. That's all you could do. My mom wouldn't let me text nobody. Right. It was way too much money. We're not sending 70 cents a letter, like, get out of here, or a word or whatever. Get out of here. No, we're not doing that. 
you were only allowed to call like after 7 p.m. and then weekends. So yes. Like, all right. Yep. Yep. The nighttime rates and the weekend rates. And it was just, I remember like one of my first actual cell phones uh, where, when texting became a thing too. And it was like, you had to, you know, you, you had the normal keypad on there. So you had to like T9 everything because otherwise mm-hmm. you were pushing like an, like for an M or an N or an O, he had to press the five button like four times. Yeah, just to cycle through it. And each time it's like uppercase, lowercase. Do you want it with the little tilde on it? And you're like, no, I just want to get to the O already, bro. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but, you know, I could have just made a phone call. At least, I mean, now with texting, your conversation can kind of go smoothly as long as that, you know, if the person you're talking to is engaged and it's kind of a back and forth. But back then, just to make plans, it was like a 25-minute text conversation. I'm like, you know, we could have called each other. And this would have been over in like three minutes. <laughs> it was like writing an essay on the Greek Gatsby on a calculator. That's what it was like. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a way to, yeah, you know, you're right. And like, how come it isn't sending? Oh, that's a, that's a calculator. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Damn it. Just says boobless again. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it upside down. Like this, I remember doing that. Oh God, that was so. That was ridiculous. the first text message, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Someone took that and was like, "You know, what we should do with this. We should make, we should have it so that people can send messages to one another on cell phones. Like that's what you got from writing boobless upside down on a fucking calculator." <laughs> Yeah, you know, Bill Burr had the greatest like riff on Steve Jobs and stuff like that. He's like, he's like, he stood up there by himself with a turtleneck sweater, no belt on, sneakers, not like a chorus of like scientists that help him put this together. He's like, I imagine walking around eating some pretentious fruit like a pear. Like, hey, I don't hear any thinking going on in there. <laughs> Want this library of music up to here inside a thing this big? Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, oh, dude, I love Bill Burr. I think he is fucking hilarious. Oh, I just saw this movie the other night, The King of Staten Island, with Pete Davidson and Bill Burr. It was it was really really fantastic. It was it had me dying from laughter, tears in my eyes from laughter. Then the next part, some sad dramatic moment, tears in my eyes from that. It was it was a great movie. I gotta check it out. I've I've wanted to. Um, I also want to check out his show F is for Family as an animated show. So funny. So I got to, I got to check. I listen to his podcast all the time. Actually, his Monday morning podcast was kind of like the, uh, the, the inspiration for me to start doing this one. I've I've mentioned it a few times. It's this one that Bill Burrs and uh, Joe Rogan, the two of them. I don't really listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I enjoy both of theirs. I mean, they're just two really funny guys. I, I love Joe Rogan's podcast even more than his stand-up. Bill Burr's mm-hmm. stand-up is fantastic compared to his podcast, but both of them are great. Yeah, and, and you want to talk about, I mean, completely different style, especially with the podcast. I mean, Joe, Joe has guests on all the time, and it's funny to listen. It, it's funny to listen to him talk because he claims he's not that intelligent but can seriously have an intelligent conversation with anybody about anything. So, and I know he, he reads a lot, which has a lot to do with it. See, maybe that's why I'm not that smart because I don't read a lot because I can't. I mean, 
It helps. Invest in an audiobook, like uh, Audible or something like that. I've been listening to the Dark Tower series by Stephen King on audiobook, and I've been mm. whipping through it. It's been mad good. Actually, you know what's a really good app? This thing called Overdrive Media. If you get a library card, you can sign on to it with your library card and borrow audiobooks for like two weeks at a time and just burn through them. Really? Yeah. I'll send you the link uh, through Messenger after the podcast. But yeah, it's fantastic. And if you want, you can throw it in the description of the podcast. I believe it's a free app and it goes right through your local library. Like we have up here, Upper Hudson Library Systems, and it works and I think goes all over the country. So I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. Again, I'm not getting plugged or anything like that. It's just a really good app. Nice. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, for anyone that, that does listen to this knows damn well that there, there, there's no sponsors or any kind of plugs on my show because, A, my, my, my podcast is not sponsored by anybody, which I've done it once on an episode where, because like, I listen to Bill, Burr does like his reads in the middle. He's like, all right, we got to read some advertising. And he's funny to listen to because he tells his, uh, he tells his advertisers, like, you're going to send me a script no matter what you put on there. I'm going to read it. So yep. you might want to not put notes on it <laughs> and they continuously do because guaranteed, like with some of his advertisers, they send out a generic script to everybody that does it, you know, that has reads and it's like, okay, well insert this keyword to get the discount or whatever. But it's like, he'll read what's in parentheses. Like, you know, <laughs> He's like, I don't know. He goes, I don't know why people keep putting it in there. I tell everybody that I'm just going to read whatever's on the paper. So just if you want me to do it right, you just put down the information that you want me to talk about. I love that. Like what, a, what, a, what an effective way to get your commercial across. What a, what a good uh, marketing tool just to read it, just to read everything. Yeah. It's almost kind of like it, it was, it comes across as unplanned, but is planned. So it, it makes it more memorable which, you know, in, in coming from the advertising world, if, I mean, let's be realistic with, with radio, all we're really doing is advertising slash marketing. And oh, it's yeah. like, that's actually a really good way to get someone to remember the read that you did, as opposed to just talking about something. You just kind of really, you know, you make the, you make the read entertaining. So, which absolutely. And at the same time, like make it different. If I, like that's what really catches my eye with advertising and marketing is if you can do something completely different because if I hear the same stuff on the radio because I still listen to radio so if I see, hear the same thing the same uh, gist like I just zone it out but if right. something happens like you know you, you send a giant rooster first thing in the commercial like well, what is that what is going on here. <laughs> Now I want to buy, you know, a sausage breakfast sandwich. Great. Great job, Mark. Yeah. Damn it. It worked. Yeah, exactly. So I you hear it like 50 it. times. And then you're just like, oh, okay. All right. I get it. <laughs> but guess what? In 50 times, you just got like 50,000, 50, whatever new customers right there. So be original. Be yourself. Do your thing. Don't do what everybody else is doing because it's successful. Be afraid to fall down, fail, and pick yourself back up and try it again. Like, that's yeah, what no. it is. I, I try to, although I don't have many, especially right now is with, with, with uh, advertising kind of getting slimmer and slimmer only because, you know, a lot of places were closed. If I'm endorsing uh, a specific product or a car dealership, 
I try to make it, I definitely do it in my own style. It's not your typical, like, really pushing, if it's a car, I'm not really pushing all the features of the car. I'm kind of talking about other stuff that's going on that you could use a new car for, especially winter time. It's like, yeah, you're driving a piece of crap. You know, how mm-hmm. about we get rid of it? You know, something like that or make it my own style as opposed to just reading it directly what's in front of me. Um, well, it's just, it's just like you and your daughter and the green leaves on the tree. It's all about perspective, right? So you're trying to get the, the widest perspective for everybody that's listening. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes you got to shoot straight from the hip. Be like, listen, I got a piece of car crap, crap car. You know what I mean? I got right. the Adam Sandler song car, piece of shit car. You know, my tires are bald. I don't even know if it's safe for me to drive this thing. And winter's coming up, so I'm going to go check it out. I definitely suggest it. While I was there, bada boom, bada bing. You know? Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, bro. It's a that communication. And that's why me and you do what we do. Cause we're really good at, at touching a group of people with our own perspective. You know, and it's, it's funny to listening to, um, no one in particular, but just listening to radio in general, I think now it, it's gotten kind of like very mundane, but listening to the people that are on the air and I'm like, man, you gotta, we all got into radio to have fun. And if you're, I can still get the message across that we need to get across, especially if you know we're talking about station promotions or whatever. But I can make it so that it sounds either sounds more fun or just saying it in a more memorable way by throwing in a punchline or whatever the case may be. It's it's always trying to deliver. Although that's that's one of the downfalls of radio is we're we're supposed to say the same thing or talk about the same thing and deliver it differently every single time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun that way. But like, if you got, if you got some wit about you, you can get it in. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So sometimes oh, yeah. I was like, Oh, did you check out this mistake we got on the site for the concert coming up? Yeah. You know, this concert's coming up. I can't wait to go to it, but I see this big mistake. Call me up if you can find it. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Just something different. Hey, there's not even a mistake on there, but someone will find something that they think a mistake. Cause someone's got to complain about something. Here we go. <laughs> They're not even on the lineup anymore. You know what? You're right. There's one of the mistakes. Anybody else find a mistake? We're not even the one I was thinking about. You know what I mean? Right. It's, you know, it's, and it's those things that make us stand out. And again, like you said, sometimes, I mean, I don't want to mention any names or anything like that, but a lot of, a lot of cats out here. Yeah. They're just, they're so used to being, you know, made to say something a certain way They're They got these bad habits about them. And it's the ones that stand out. It's the ones that put a little, you know, their own little salt or their own little seasoning, their own little flavor on the, how they deliver it or what they say. That was always the funnest thing is I'd, I remember the little script and the little pro box on Next Gen, you know what I mean? And I'd be yep. like, all right, that's what they want me to say. How am I going to say it? Well, that was one of the things when I started in radio was we would, back then it wasn't computer, so it was all written down and like we had like liner cards. And Mm -hmm. you had your stuff that you had to talk about, whether it was up on the whiteboard or on the card. And basically what we were told was, you're going to take all this information and learn this information. But then when you talk about it on the radio, do not say it this way. You take that information and you deliver it in your own way, which is what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, And I hear quite a bit of just people just reading what's in front of them. And the only problem with that is, the way it's written, it was written by someone in promotions. Well, those people are the promotions people. 
I don't talk in bullet points. You know, yeah. you, you don't want to deliver, you know, it's kind of like getting, if it was a script, you wouldn't read it like that. You would make it, make it human. And so you're, the DJs now are Bill Burr in it with the, <laughs> with the advertisements. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Oh, I'm just, whatever you put in front of me is what I'm going to read. And that's what they do. And it's like, you didn't really have all that. You didn't, there was too much, but I hear it. And it's like, they even will start their radio break with radio station name presents and go on. And that's like, that was like the first line of the liner card, you know, and I'm going, uh, you're reading. I can tell you're reading. Yeah. Because the promo is going to come on right afterwards. And it's going to say the same exact two sentences you just said. Boom. It's the same words, just a different voice. I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. Well done. Wow. So what else is, I mean, aside from the voice acting thing, what else goes on with you? I mean, I know you said you're kind of uh, hanging napping. Out. <laughs> hanging out right now. No, but, yo. Uh, when you were going on about getting up in the morning, I wanted to tell you there was a there was a time in my life that I was getting up at five thirty in the morning every day to hit the gym after I got the kid on the bus and like I I have my stuff all in gear right. This quarantine, I've been waking up at seven o'clock. I've been taking a bath for like an hour in the morning, just <laughs> meditating, enjoying my best life. I'm like, I got. Am I gonna hop on the exercise bike on the balcony today, or am I gonna take a nap? Oh, we're gonna go with nap. All right, that's awesome. Grubhub has been kind to me, except for last night. They've totally messed up my order. Crazy. Anyways, delivery of food is is uh definitely been going on in my life. It's a big it's a big deal right now to me. You know, I try okay. to make sure the delivery drivers get safe. They get an adequate tip, and my food is still hot. You know, important stuff. Yeah, no, well, you know, if you're ordering hot food, you want it to be hot. So that's, it's good when it shows up and it's still warm. Oh, delightful. Then, uh, and then you get that one cold piece of dessert or something they put on top and let all the heat rise on it. And you're like, what are you guys doing with your lives? You guys are warm <laughs> size. Uh, I have definitely noticed that since the quarantine has started, I've definitely uh, been not eating as good as I used to. Uh, before, before this started, I was losing weight, doing well, walking all the time, trying to get rid of it. And, and whatever I had lost definitely came back. I'm like, damn, yeah. damn you. But, and then my, and my daughter too goes, well then you could still do it. Like instead of this, do this. And instead of ordering a burger, order a salad. And instead, and I'm like, yeah, but uh, shut up. Why you gotta be so smart? Yeah. Like just because I could doesn't mean I want to. <laughs> right. She's like, yeah, but you know what she said? I said that. You know what she said? She goes, do you think anybody else that eats healthy and is doing this stuff wants to do that all the time and doesn't want to, you know, order the burger? And I'm looking at her. I'm like, who are you and what have you done with my daughter? Like, she was totally, like, motivational speaker mode. It was crazy. Is this the psychologist one or the doctor one? Because either no, way, it was the doctor one. It was the youngest. And she was just Yo, like. she's good at her job. She should invest in being a nutritionist. There you go. She's got it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it, I know you're uh you're out of radio is there any interest of getting back into it or are you kind of is that ship sailed um i mean i wouldn't not do it again it was a good fun time of my life but it was like uh I did two years as an unpaid intern and like six years on minimum wage. So it was like a really rough time in my life, but okay. the fringe okay. benefits were amazing. Like I got 
so much friends. I got to go hang out with celebrities and do wild and crazy things and have these memories and stories. So like, yeah, I'm not opposed to it, but like when I found out I was having a kid, I had to invest more time in like making sure I could pay all my bills and like, uh, <laughs> you know, keeping a roof over his head. So I, I've been working odd jobs, like two, three jobs at a time, all that stuff, just grinding to be around the little guy as much as I can. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a bad look, you know, it's, it's one of the, I mean, radio, it's funny. It never really leaves your system and people are like, why don't you do something else? I'm like, yeah, I could, but I don't know as if, and you know, with the skills that I do have, I could do other things and make better money. I guess you could say, I don't make horrible money doing this, but mm -hmm. I'm like, I have an enjoyment in what I do. Uh, and I'm able to do what I love and get paid for it. I mean, obviously not everybody gets to do this full time or, you know, gets to enjoy it, especially for as long as I have, I've been in radio for 21 years. So wow. it's like, but it wasn't always, you know, when I started out, dude, I was Sunday mornings at the station board up in Casey Kasem's top 40. And then, doing overnights from you know midnight to six in the morning and leaving work and going to my full-time job of delivering drywall. That was a good time, by the way. Yeah. Yo, but I'll tell you what, you did a great job back then too. Casey Kasem killed it. You set it up so he can knock it down, bro. You were, you were, you were killing it, bro. Well, and all, I I had to do, all I had to do back then was push the play button on the CD or push the play button. Everything was on CD fully yep. produced. I didn't have to really do much. Just stay awake. Although turn I didn't up the volume at the right time, turn down the other volume at the right time, you know. Although I did fall asleep once. I went in completely hungover and fell asleep there in one of the tracks. It was great. Hey, we all had one or two of those days. I remember those days. Yeah. I remember was, hanging out with your with with the the bus with all the kids on it that had to be there for like 22, 23 days and like, oh, the shenanigans that those kids would get into on that bus. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Ah uh, yes, I remember those days. Those those were the fun radio contests before like lawsuits ran rampant. You know, you could we got away with a lot of stuff. Uh, a oh, lot. Yeah. Of, we never did it. You know, it's never anything even close to like illegal or questionable. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Dude, I, will say, I, sacrificed, I sacrificed my body a lot for radio. There's a time that I drank like four double shot espressos at, at one sitting just to see what would happen for Scott Pank. And it was like, I, I didn't know if my heart was going to explode. It was a good time. Jesus. <laughs> we had, uh, when I first started, we had the live inside to win the ride contest. And it was like four mm -hmm. or five people living in a car. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. And people do, we did it at the mall and people would come to the mall just to see, like it was a zoo. Like they would just come and stare at these four people sitting in a car. Like, what did you, I'm like, thank you for coming. I appreciate that. But I'm not quite sure what you thought you were going to see. Like what it's a, they're in a car. Like how much movement did you expect? Like <laughs> can't do too much in a car. Right. He starts kicking the back of the other one's seat, and they're like, ooh, power play. <laughs> uh, well, listen, brother, it was a fun uh, fun little conversation here. I appreciate you coming in and checking in. I know things are uh, weird right now. Uh, yeah. not, not necessarily personally. I think I just mean in general. <laughs> Shit's, the world is weird right now. 
It's true, man. But I, I like weird. You know what I mean? I like weird. Normal's boring to me. We're, we're, we're experiencing a time of change and it may be a little turbulent change, but it's change that has to happen. I mean, true. whether you're true. talking about natural or political, it's like we're in a transitioning process in our life. And I'm just excited to see what comes next. That's why I keep smiling. Okay. I, you know what? That's a, that's a hell of an outlook. I like that. Um, so there you go. I mean, that's, that's some good shit. And, then, and we're definitely in a time of, in a, in a period of change right now. Um, one that's definitely needed for sure, especially a societal change. Um, politics. I don't really get into much only because I don't trust any of the people. Uh, it doesn't matter what side they're on. I just, I'm going, mm. You know, it's this—it's literally the same character wearing a different suit. That's all, I'm, you know. So I just kind of go, well, we're not going to talk about that shit. From what I know about politics, everybody has their mind made up anyways. No matter what anybody says about either side is going to change anybody's opinion. And it's who can yell the loudest at this point. <laughs> That's true. And everyone's trying to yell louder than the other person. That I do know for sure. I, I see it in some way, shape, or form, especially on social media. And I'm like, man, don't you have anything else going on in your world that you could, you know, post about? Like, don't you have a family? Or show me a picture of your food. Like, I miss those days where I could just jump on Facebook and see a nice picture of fucking dinner. <laughs> those were simpler times, D. Those were simpler times. We didn't know what we were doing then. That's true. Now it's just a platform for us to bitch and moan about said elected official regardless of who it is. At the end of the day, violence begets more violence and hate begets more hate and love can beget more love. So it's about what we personally choose to, uh, you know, share and broadcast. True. Very, very true. Well, listen, man, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to jump. I'm starving. I I probably should have, I probably should have ate before I started doing all this stuff, but I was like, nah, I got shit to do, and then I got to record, so I guess we won't eat. And now I'm starting to feel lightheaded, which can't be. Enjoy your day. Thanks for having me. I really had a blast, and I'd love to do it again sometime. Absolutely, man. Listen, I'd say it to everybody that comes on the uh, that comes on as a guest. The invite is always open, so I definitely appreciate you coming on and, and chit-chatting about really nothing, which is fine, but at the same time talking about stuff. Talking about everything and nothing all at the same time, baby. That's yeah, my that's, that's my that's my job. That that's kind of what the idea of this podcast is. So it was perfect. <laughs> I love it. Well, you all know, right, have brother. a blessed day. I hope your listeners have a blessed day. You guys all stay awesome. Thanks for tuning in. And yo, take care, big bro. You too, my man. Be good, okay? Always. <laughs>